Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast. We're here along with other experts and real people with real stories to help you navigate life after separation. Whether you're newly separated or divorced and co-parenting, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. Listening. It might seem like a natural process, one that doesn't need to be learned or practiced. But if you constantly find yourself saying things to your former spouse like, you never listen to me. Ah, You're twisting my words. Are you going to let me talk now? Then you probably already know there's a big difference between listening and just hearing. And even though it might be the last thing you want to do, listening, and I mean really listening, can be the first step towards an amicable co-parenting relationship. In today's episode, we explain what active listening is, how to do it, and why being a good listener and getting curious about your partner's point of view can reduce conflict and get your own thoughts and feelings heard as well. Hey guys, and welcome back to Split. I'm Ashley, and I'm so excited to be here once again. I'm Jen. So this week, we are talking about a very important topic, one of the ways that we can achieve less conflict, especially in very high conflict situations, which is ways to be a better listener and listening in general. So I just wanted to start with a quick stat that Mm -hmm. I saw from a really interesting article from divorcemag.com. Uh, You can go to their website. It was a recent article from 2020. So it's there. You can read it in full. But the stats said that in terms of all the different ways that we communicate, we typically spend 30% of our time speaking, which makes sense, 9% in writing, 16% reading, and 45% in listening. And it's interesting to me that so much of our communication is about listening Mm -hmm. and that a lot of what we're taught by our parents or going through school is about speaking, you know, mm-hmm. presenting mm-hmm. projects or, you know, presenting at work, communicating with others at work. And so if we're not really focusing on how to be a good listener, it's actually not a big surprise that that can be a real barrier to, um, you know, achieving effective communication and why we're running into so much conflict with people like our former spouses. <laughs> yeah. 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 We just, it's all about trying to get a word in and get your point across, win the argument. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah. So not about, not about hearing the other person. Exactly. So can we unpack like what is active listening and, you know, obviously explain a little bit more about why it's so important in mm-hmm. having effective communication? Yeah. So I think uh, one way to explain it is sort of like what it is in. So, so passive listening, I guess, or really just hearing. So, I mean, you can, you can hear what someone is saying, you can hear the sounds, right. But um, if we're not really understanding and, and, want to know where they're coming from, um, we're not really listening. Right. Right. We're not learning. So active listening would be listening to understand, Mm -hmm. really listening to figure out where the other person is coming from, listening to understand their perspective. So it doesn't have to mean you agree with them or that you're conceding or you have no argument of your own or no point of view of your own, but you really want to understand where they're coming from. And you can still have empathy. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't just listening. I think people sometimes, especially with their exes, of course, are so preoccupied with like getting their own point across and winning yeah. um, that they think that they sort of can't get a give a word edgewise right yeah, exactly. like I, I've got to get I got to say what I want to say and I don't want to hear what they want to say and it's hard sometimes it, it takes a lot of self-control because sometimes the other person is saying things hard to hear yeah. or, so it can be hard to kind of be quiet and listen Absolutely. um but listening doesn't have to be more agreeing with them right so and sometimes you know you're if you give them that time to listen then you can say you know I have fully heard you out here mm -hmm. and now you know I do have some things to say of my own but you can't really take the um discussion in a different direction when you really haven't heard them out right yeah exactly yeah so for me I think that active listening is one of the most simplest ways to really turn a high conflict situation around. So mm -hmm. if a discussion or any kind of um, conversation with your former spouse is just, you guys are always at each other. You can't be in the same room. You can't have any kind of a discussion about something. You're both at each other. If one of you, if you take the stance of like, I'm just going to listen this time. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it does amazing things. I've coached clients this way sometimes. And, and I've in some high conflict situation as uh, situations about a particular topic, mm -hmm. I've said, okay, let's just listen to her yeah. and let's just hear her out. And you can almost see like the other person set, they're expecting to get cut yes. off, right? Yeah. They're expecting not to be able to get their point. And, yeah. and you can just see them like, okay, I got, oh, I, I can say more. Like they, mm -hmm. they really, they open up, they explain. They... Well, you're building trust in a way, right? 100%. That in many cases have, may have, have never been there or hasn't been there for a very long time. But when someone begins to, to listen to you and you realize that you're not in that constant fight mode, it's like, okay, well, maybe I can be a little bit more open to what they have to say because their main focus is not just getting out what they want. Yeah. You know, they are invested in what they're I, invested. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. I mean, when I meet with clients first, I always meet with them individually. So in these intake sessions, <clears throat> a big part of what I do is just listening to mm -hmm. their story. And so many times they're emotional by the end of it because they'll say like, I I've never been able to just say this all. Like yeah. no one's just ever listened to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and really cared and wanted to understand where yeah. I'm coming from. So it's a, it's a really powerful thing. So I think that's, it's one of the simplest ways to really start turning things around yeah. to get away from that yelling and that fighting. Um, and it's not necessarily easy, but it's also not complicated. You, you just be quiet, right? Yeah. And you're just gonna, we're gonna talk about some tips of ways yeah. that you can, but I mean, you know, it, it doesn't take a rocket, rocket science, right? Like mm -hmm. you just really need to be quiet and, and give that other person the floor is first and foremost. Yeah. I, I feel, yes, I totally agree, but I do think that too, it, it's really important to use these tips that you're going to mm. provide us, our listeners with, because in the heat of the moment, yeah. and as you said before, especially if the other, if it's super high conflict and the things that are being thrown your way yeah. are, you know, pretty sharp, it is yeah. hard to bite your tongue and give them the floor yeah <laughs> you know, no you feel like it's you're not easy <laughs> yeah exactly yeah okay yeah it's not easy but it's simple right yes, it's not exactly. complicated yeah. for sure it's not easy no yeah and it doesn't mean we've talked about this before like it doesn't mean that you have to accept 
you know, verbally abusive things that someone's saying. So certainly if your ex is, yeah, being verbally abusive, harassing you, like Mm -hmm. yelling at you that, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't need to sit around to hear that. Um, but we were here talking about, yeah, when they're actually expressing something and speaking to you Mm -hmm. and and you can sometimes set those boundaries and, you know, I really want to listen to you, but I need you to lower your voice or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, first and foremost is really just stop talking. So that would be the first. <laughs> um, and for some people, that's really, really hard. Yeah. Like uh, some people just, I have had clients where I've had to take them aside and say like, you're, you won't let me talk. You won't let mm-hmm. her talk. Like we're, like you have to be quiet. Like, you have to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do get those personalities sometimes where, you know, I- I'm trying to give them solutions. I'm trying to explain things and <laughs> You just can't get a word in. It's like a Trump versus Biden situation. (laughs) We're muting you now. We're muting you. Yeah, just yeah. I do. And actually, with Zoom, yeah, I could, I could, yeah. And people, I mean, the fast. I'm so fascinated by human communication, but they don't realize it at all. Yeah. Right. So that's the interesting thing is that people, you've got to get some self awareness, and Mm -hmm. people don't realize that they're cutting people off or that they're not hearing anything and then mm-hmm. they're frustrated after the conversation but they don't know the reason why right they think they don't get that it i told them. you exactly how i feel yeah. and what i want how are you not getting it how did yeah. this not go perfectly <laughs> yes. exactly exactly yeah. yeah um so stopping talking and then not it, as part of that not making it about you so it does have to be a little selfless at the beginning to say okay for this maybe it's for the whole conversation that whole first conversation I'm, I'm going to set aside that goal of trying to get my point across at all today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Today, I'm just going to listen yep. to that person and I'm just going to try to hear them out today. And it, there'll be another time mm-hmm. when you can get yourself. But I think that in especially high conflict, like we've said, if you just make it about them that time, yeah. you really may be able to, to turn things around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then part of that, so not making it about them is you can ask them. So you're going to be quiet and listen, but yep. then you can ask them questions, like really get curious. So let Mm -hmm. them talk. Um, and not the type of questions like, why would you think that? (laughs) (laughs) But I say, I had a mentor when I was doing my training who said, get curious. So really try to figure, yeah, I really love it. So because we assume, to, right? Yeah. We have these assumptions. And yeah. I mean, in the past, I've spent, you know, until three in the morning. If he says this, I'm going to say this. And when he says this, yes. I'm going to say this. And it's just like, it's bad. You know, you're just circling the drain at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Be curious. Ask yeah. questions. Just and be open-minded questions. to what they have to say and what they feel. Yeah, what they exactly. And again, you don't have to agree to it. So sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll have clients that they will say things that I'm thinking like, wow, this is out of left field. Like this seems yeah. really crazy. <laughs> but then I get even more curious, like, okay, yeah, maybe it is mm-hmm. a little crazy, but I really want to understand why. Like, yeah. how did they get to this viewpoint? Right. Mm-hmm. And you can ask questions and and sometimes yeah, you really start to see like what is informing their their thought process, right? right? So yeah, asking clarifying questions about what they're saying. So it's helping you understand, but it's also showing them you're listening. Right, right. So that's where it's active listening, right? So you're getting your own knowledge, but you're validating them. You're showing them that you're paying attention. You're doing something and for you, but doing something for them. Yeah, great. you are. Yeah. And everyone likes to talk about themselves. And like, it's, it's flattering when you ask someone a question about themselves, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. like to answer that. 
Um, and then we talk about mirroring a lot. So before you move on, actually ask them if you understood correctly what they're upset about, right? Okay. So, you know, I'm hearing you say, so that would sound something they, they sort of finish one part of the conversation. You could say, you know, I'm hearing you say you're upset about the pickup time mm -hmm. because of X, Y, Z. Is yeah. that correct? Mm -hmm. And then actually let them answer. And, okay. and that surprises me a ton of times because mm -hmm. I do that in these intake appointments too. And I think sometimes things are so black and white and I've got it figured out. And the number of times that I do that mirroring and they say something back to me that like I didn't have it right. It's like a game so, of telephone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So I think again, um, you know, they're you're letting them know that you're listening, you're validating, but you're also making sure that you do have it correctly. Right. Um, and then being open that maybe you're wrong. Like maybe you are gonna gain some insight. Mm -hmm. You've got in your mind that this guy's a huge jerk. Yeah. But be open to the fact that maybe he's not. Like maybe yeah. there's a reason yeah. that he feels the way he and does. And there usually is. Yeah. Right. I mean, typically yeah. there's, you know, there is a reason. There's feelings behind. And yeah, we just we haven't gotten to that point because we're yeah. too busy trying to shove our thoughts and opinions onto the other person. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. most people they they've got some it might not be your reason or what mm -hmm. aligns with you, right? But there's there's something informing the the way that they feel. Yeah. Um and then yeah, so I think that all goes to just showing it does come across to people. I think part of when I do these intakes when I'm listening, like practicing active listening is that people feel from me that I genuinely do want to understand them. Right. So I think that's important with your ex that, you know, I've been there too, when you're just like, you're so angry and frustrated and you're listening, but you're kind of just like seething yes. behind the phone the whole time. Yes. They're, like, they're like, can I talk? And you're like, fine. And then you're just like, yep, go, go, go. Right. Yeah. Um, but that you genuinely like, okay, explain that to me. And like, mm -hmm. you really want to get it. Yeah. Um, and that comes across to people. I think people really can tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, if it's over the phone, you know, you can kind of hide your rolling yeah. eyes, which I am very guilty of, but yeah. like nonverbal cues are so important yeah. as well. And, you know, sighing or, yes. yeah, yeah. I but. am, I am a, I sigh and <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't mean it in an angry way, but it's a bad thing for me because yeah. it is something that typically is taken to be sort of passive aggressive or like angry. Mm -hmm. I'm just a sire. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I've had to notice that. And I, yeah, I've been called out for that. So yeah. for sure. Yeah. Now in Zoom or FaceTime, we have to be careful, like yeah, what we're actually look. doing, yeah. right? Yeah, we like, just extend the mask just a little yeah, bit yeah. higher. <laughs> oh, the mask can be yes. You don't need to wear that mask on FaceTime. Yes. Oh, no, yeah. I do. I really do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um. So again, after we've given person that that time and heard them out, then these are some of the things that we're going to do after we've just given them that time, and then try to find areas of agreement. So mm -hmm. in this active listening. If they are saying things, you know, you can affirm like, oh, yeah, I, I agree with you or I mm -hmm. or that's a really good point or yeah. I see that. Right. Which, mm -hmm. again, if you guys have been in conflict, it's going to be this refreshing. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It might be something they haven't heard in the last 10 years. Yes. So, yeah, that's a big that's a big win for sure. Yeah. So I think these are kind of tips to use kind of that next step. But again, that first step is really just hearing them out. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes it, it takes getting okay with like a bit of an awkward silence sometimes too. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. Like some of my biggest wins in mediations have been, you know, you ask a question and you let someone say something and then you kind of just wait like an extra amount of time. Yeah. And then people do like open up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all about that validating and letting them know that, you know, you're interested in what they have to say. So you do kind of have to put your own agenda aside first. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And I I know you've addressed this before, but I think it's a great reminder that you should have, as you said, a goal, like something to keep it really, you know, tailored to one thing or small number of things and also have a time limit on it because even the best listeners, you know, if you've, especially if things have been very high conflict and you're new to the listening game, uh, things can go off the rails, even with the best intentions. So yeah, I think just having a time limit on your discussion. Yeah. And again, that's a way to kind of like turn the tide. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm about to post something on my site about this because it's a simple thing too. So you've just, if you just get in this negative red of like, yeah, the last 10 times we've tried to talk, it's gone south. Yeah maybe your time limit is literally five minutes, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go out on a high note, right? Mm -hmm. So then if you can start to end conversations in a positive way um, and things end well, then yeah, maybe next time you talk a bit, a little bit longer, but you're Mm -hmm. showing each other, like we can do this. We didn't fight last time. And it's everything about that. It's like, that felt good when I left and we didn't fight. Like Mm -hmm. I feel better. I'm going to sleep well tonight. I don't feel bad. Like, it's just then it's this upward spiral instead. Yeah. And that is really life changing, like you said, mm-hmm. because these things weigh on you and you just carry that around and, you know, mm-hmm. replaying the response or the conversation mm-hmm. in your mind over and over again. It's mm-hmm. not good. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And I, I feel like probably listeners are like, well, what about like I do have things that I want to say. Yeah. Um, but I think if you can do this step well and and maybe your several conversations you just listen mm-hmm. the tide is going to turn where then they are going to want to listen to you right? well so. and and also i mean yes you want to sure if you have things that you want to address yourself but like if you're really listening to what they have to say you're going to come to a mutual agreement it's mm-hmm. not going to be well, he won this one. I want to win the next one. It's right. it's not that anymore. It's just yep. you're listening and then you're coming to something together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and sometimes it's as simple. Like I have literally said to my ex, like, I really want to, this is upsetting me, but I, I really want to try to understand where you're coming from. Like, mm-hmm. please explain it to me. Yeah. Um, and, and letting them know, like, yeah. So it's, we've talked about so many times before, it's like not approaching that you know, with the baseball bat, like, here's how yeah. this is going to go, mister. Like <laughs> the visual. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. explain it to me and, and really try to understand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we Excellent. had a couple uh, questions from um, some of our social media this week. So one of them was sort of a bit of a rant saying my ex never listens to me. So a little bit how we were talking about that, maybe, yeah, they're not talking about their own listening habits. So we talked a little bit about that a minute ago that I think that is sort of flip-flopping it, right? So maybe you first need to try listening to them and giving that goodwill and hearing them out. And I guess that could be one of their questions. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't seem to want to listen to me. Like, why is that? 
yeah. then listen and see what they say. Yeah. And also think about how you're approaching the things that you want to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, are you, are you using statements like, I don't like when you do this, or are yeah. you doing the things that we've talked about before and asking questions and coming mm -hmm. at it from a, you know, less aggressive standpoint. Mm -hmm. So, and I wonder like when you use that phrase, like if this person is saying, even saying to their ex, like, you don't listen to me. Like sometimes people take that as meaning like you don't, obey me you don't agree right. with yeah. me right yeah um so it could just be more framing it and say like hey I really want to talk about our parenting schedule like can I give you a few of my suggestions or or can we talk about it yeah so sometimes yeah I wonder if if someone's framing it saying like you don't listen to me about it that they're assuming it's like oh you just want me to agree with you yeah exactly um but if you show that you're you know you're willing to hear them out um, and then the next one was, I'm willing to listen to my ex, but they won't talk to me at all. So there's kind of a lot here. Like mm -hmm. one, of course, when we're dealing with our exes, we always kind of want to, like I see this with clients a lot, like what actually is the topic? Like, do we need to talk about it? Yes. Um, because sometimes we, your ex doesn't need to talk to you about this. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes. Right. So it's a conversation for your therapist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is not, yeah, my name anymore. Yeah. Um, but then I think again, like they, if they don't talk, so we talked, um, in our last episode about that fight, flight or freeze. Yeah. So I wonder if that might be the situation where they're just afraid, a person who freezes with conflict or the flight with conflict, mm -hmm. which may not so could be about you maybe in the past you've yelled and screamed at them and yep. you know not really let them get a word in edgeway so they just figure like forget it mm -hmm. um or it could be like nothing to you like maybe in their childhood like they just really always avoided conflict or like could be something else yeah um so I think in that situation you could be saying okay like again we're gonna set a timer mm -hmm. or do you think we could talk about this one issue for 10 minutes like let them know or again maybe if it was your issue like let's do it over the phone and I won't raise my voice I would just like to hear you out yeah. like or give and and sometimes what I do with my ex if it has to be over the phone is I'll send a quick email like hey I really want to talk about this this is what and I kind of do like a little outline of what oh, I yeah. would like similar to this podcast what yeah. I would like to talk about and that gives them like an opportunity to read that have an idea of what to expect also yeah. gives them some time to feel empowered with their own like thoughts and opinions about yeah. it and they're not just being put on the spot. Right. Right. Yeah. And that goes by, there's always like so many solutions, right? So again, mm -hmm. maybe for this person, they don't want to talk, but they will do an email back and forth. And maybe yeah. it does need to be like that for a while. Mm -hmm. Talking is always nice because you can just cover so much more fields and stuff. But yeah. we've talked about before that it really, if it's high conflict, maybe talking mm -hmm. isn't the best in, in that situation at that time. Yeah. yeah. You've mentioned before too, but again, I'm repeating it because it's really important and yeah. applicable here, but changing up the location too of, yeah. of where you speak, because if someone is freezing out of fear from, you know, past conflict between the two of you, yeah. maybe you need to change up the location or, uh, yeah. Yeah. And again, to make it positive, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like maybe it's been like really serious before at the house. So it's like next time, hey, we're, let's grab a coffee. Yeah, exactly. Like something like that. Yeah. yeah. You always want to like end it positively. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about that, I think. So however you can kind of design the process that you're going to go out on a positive note and then hopefully like build on that.
Yeah. Yeah. You know, another positive to this whole thing, something we've talked about before, is that once you start using these tools, number one, they get easier Mm -hmm. with time for sure. Mm -hmm. And like once you have one of those wins where you're like, wow, that actually really worked. Yeah. You can begin to use those in all of your relationships. Like as much as my own separation, you know, this, you know, definitely not something that I would have wanted in my life. Now how I am able to communicate with my boyfriend is just it's it's so different. I mean he's a different person and I'm different now. But yeah, these tools you can use at work and your family. It's really great. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. It applies everywhere. I use it um, with my kids all the time and just kids aren't the best at, especially as the older they get it, like wanting to talk about things Yeah. Um, and just asking them one question. Like if you kind of hit them at that right time mm-hmm. and maybe one clarifying question and just letting them talk. And yeah. so they see that, you know, you're not in that sort of like mom mode where you're trying to just tell them how mm-hmm. it's going to be. Um, and I remember, again, this was from a woman who mentored me when I was doing my training that she said that listening really changed her entire relationship with her daughter. And she asked her daughter, her daughter was out one night or something, and she was in her early twenties and she asked her a question about it. And then she just listened. She didn't say anything about it. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, then the daughter talks about her boyfriend, all this stuff. And she told her the next day that was the best conversation we ever had. Wow. And it was amazing. She was like, I didn't say anything. Yeah. I didn't say anything. Like I asked her one question, but I listened. And normally I would have gone into mom mode. Like, I don't think that boy's good for you. And you shouldn't Mm -hmm. do that. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. have been out that late. And she just listened. And she said, you know, now they do that all the time, right? And it's that trust factor, right? Yeah. Especially with the with the parent and child dynamic where, yeah. you know, you're as a kid, you are kind of waiting for that, yeah. you know, judgment piece from coming from a good place. But yeah. yeah. And then the same goes for your former spouse. You're just building that trust back up gradually to be able to feel like you can explain how you're feeling and it's going to be well received or at least respected doesn't like you say you don't have to agree yeah you don't have to agree yeah yeah but just really wanting to understand them yep well guys i think we're going to wrap up there thank you so much for listening to this episode and feel free to send us a voice message or slide into our DMs with your listening wins. We would love to hear you using these strategies and some of the successes that you've experienced. If you have any questions and or rants, you can also send those there and be sure to follow us on all of our social media. Uh, Those links are in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and stay tuned for our episode next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.